Friday, February 2nd. We're up and firing for SEN Tassie Breakfast. Brent Costello here alongside Tim Payne, the former test skipper of Australia. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Breno. How are you? I'm up and about. It is a big day for Tasmania today, Tim. What's on? Tell me. Fill me in. Well, we could be off to an early election as soon as today. Is that known or is that your no, inside it's, mail? No, it's, it's coming out now. You've been I, I out got doing a bit of reporting, a bit of journalism for a change. I did get some mail last night, but it is being did reported you, in other places. Well, as if I, you know I don't tell you where I well, get my mail I from. I just wanted to check. Yeah, No, never going to tell you that, but it is a huge day. So in a nutshell, and we don't like to deep dive too much into politics. On well, our people do show. say that politics and sport do not mix. Well, they, they do in this situation because we well, know. They always do. We know what is on the line here with this election that does come whenever it does come. Well, the stadium. So you're saying that it won't go ahead The the stadium? Yep. If the election went the wrong way. Not saying that, no. I'm just saying saying that it will be a key part of of the Liberals' campaign. It's going ahead. Without doubt. Regardless. So why is it such a big deal? How, how do we get to that point then? If well, if, if Labor's get in, yep. how does that happen? I know it's a project that says it has. They'll just take it over. You reckon they will? Absolutely. What else are they going to do? Kill it? Well, that wouldn't be the only thing dying alongside it. It'll be fascinating. So basically what's happened in a nutshell is that the Premier has written to John Tucker and Lara Alexander, the two rogue MPs, of course, who defected from the Liberal Party, requesting their full support in Parliament or he'll be off to call an election, basically. He doesn't want to go back to Parliament, the Premier, and have all this stuff going on where he's got no support from here and no support from there. So you're in or you're out. You're in or, in or you're out. He's playing hardball. Good. So I he like will it. come out and speak this morning, I believe, and then it'll be fascinating to see the response of John Tucker and Lara Alexander later in the day. So watch this space. Because so if they come on board... Then what? Well, status quo. We we go on, but I can't see that happening. I can't see that happening. I think John Tucker's threatened uh, in the last few, few weeks about certain things, one being the high-performance centre and saying, why are we building a high-performance centre when we don't have a stadium or we don't, don't have the team yet with, without the stadium, obviously. So I, I can't see it happening, and I think we'll be off to an election sometime in the next couple of months. Nice. By the sound of it. Good. Um, and that will be – the stadium will be a key part of the campaign. There's no doubt about it. Do you want the stadium? Do you not? Well, it'll be interesting to see what Labor says about it because they haven't really got a position on it. They've they've pushed it through for the project of state significance, but this will become well. They'll have to a have key a talking point. I'm sure to. they do. They'll have to. They've tried to sort of play both sides of it, haven't they, for a while? Now mm. they'll have to commit one way or another. Yes, they will. And I think we both know what side that's going to land on. They'll commit to it. It'll be. Well, they kind of have in a way because they've pushed it through for this project of state significance already. But, yeah, the, the messaging around it will be really interesting. Well, but, I look forward to you running with that story today then, Brent. Will you well, be out there for the press no, conference or no, you, no, no, no. you leave I, that to I, the yes. political I do like, people? I do like how it's all going to come to a head, though. Right. I think we've mucked around for too long and we need to move on. Very early text through. Yes. On the Harcourt's open, uh, open, open line, line, Tim. Yes. Uh, what is worse? Question more than a text. Will Magne's fr- free throw shooting mm-hmm. or Brent Costello's bowling? Definitely my bowling. Mm. 
Feel sorry for Mags. We'll get to Will Magnate well, shortly. Well, at least he, I mean, for his free, free throw <laughs> You're really to be worse that, you? than your bowling, he'd have to throw it backwards. <laughs> Wouldn't he? I feel sorry That's for Mags. That's basically the equivalent is I'm going that way. <laughs> Behind my head, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll get to Will Magnus soon. Big talking point out did of the last game. Did you see him get cleaned up last night? Of course I did, Tim. Good. Of course I did. Because right, that... I'm surprised you did, actually. Exactly I should say that to you. what you're going to get in our one-on-one. <laughs> and that That's will... the kind of physicality that is coming your okay, way. Okay, And I don't think you're getting back up. <laughs> and we need to check, Hamish, if that does happen, he's at a forfeit. A forfeit? Do I win? When Brent gets injured... Some way you'll do he'll either do a hammy or I'll knock him over and he'll be concussed, one of the two. And he pulls the pin. Do I get the victory? We need to have some rules in this contract. Anyway, back to you. Well, we would love your thoughts on the uh, potential election on the Harcourt's open line uh, this morning because uh, it is going to be a talking point across Tasmania today. Call us 1300 42 15 33. Or text us as well, 0437 555. Thanks to you for your early text this morning, David. Now I want to go back to Monday's show, Tim, because we had some late mail deep in the show, so we couldn't spend a lot of time on it. But basically, this is what happened. Uh, play the audio, please, Link. One day, while enjoying a stroll through the city, I noticed a very familiar face exiting a body-waxing parlour. Tim? Yeah, well, of course it's grown back now, mate. You can show me all you like. Were you exiting a body-waxing parlour in Adelaide? No, I wasn't. <laughs> is it true? I have heard some mail on this, actually. I might just go to my source while the what? news is on and come back what, to this. What have you heard? Now, I had, I've had this text come through now. I've got the confirmation of the story I was told and I forgot about, which I'm glad I've been reminded of this okay, morning. Go. Let's I, go with I've, these lies on air. I've got it on very good authority, Tim, mm-hmm. that you had your shoulders waxed because the Strikers boys were teasing you for having hairy shoulders. There you go, Tim. That's the mail. And this story, unfortunately, continues to snowball out of control because I did tweet a few of the Strikers boys in yesterday. Stop talking, please. I'm going to have my say first. Matt Short wrote back yesterday, I can't confirm this. Maybe someone else can. I can confirm seeing him walk out of Woolies with just a bag of lemons, though. Might need to please explain. What is going on, please? Well, well, did I reply? You said, I love a lemon-infused water first up in the morning, Shorty. as you can see. I'm not buying that for a second. (laughs) No, that one's actually a funny story. Well, it's not that funny. (laughs) But um, I I was told about the lemon in the hair can lighten it, and I wasn't happy with how dark my hair was going. No. I tried one day. No, you didn't. Squeezed a bit of lemon juice in the hair. No, you didn't. And I actually told Shorty about it. Yeah, he's throwing me on the bus there, but that's all right. You put he lemon said, in your doing? hair. I said, I'm putting a bit of lemon juice in my hair because I hear it can help it go a little bit lighter. So I put a heap of sunscreen on my face that day and wang balls without a hat on, but it didn't didn't work. So I don't know if it's like something that needs to happen over time and you have to continually do it. But, Tim, goodness um, me. Ham, poor Hammer's over you, there. Well, you wish it? you could do it. Oh, of course I do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's where the lemons come from. But the other one is just... It's oh, not. It's pie in the sky stuff, it's, as you would say. No, I don't know where it's, it's come from. It's, I do. Do you? Yeah, and we'll I think reveal you, do, your you do as well. Yeah, and on, you're Mr. backtracking come and you know it's true. Your, it's you know true. it's the bull. It is. Bull dust. Why would I tell you Why would about I go on the, air with something I didn't think was true? Well, I, would, I actually don't know. For someone who sits on the fence with most things, I can't, <laughs> I've just given you a story that came up, the lemons, and I told you, well, that, this is what happened. Um, the other one, first I heard of it was in here. 
Right, let's move on because I still want to talk to you about other stuff. Right. What is can, going? Can we move past it? Well, Are you on? Yeah, I, more... I didn't. I gave you a heads up on the lemon one. That's fine. If we get more texts about it, I'll read them out. Okay. Happy to drop it from there though. Right. What's going on on Monday? Now, I'm going to be away for two shows, but. Hammer and I have meticulously planned it with head office that I'll still be able to do the shows while I'm away, as you typically would too. You don't like to let each other down, not no, be here. No, absolutely not. What is going on on Monday? You told us on last Monday's show you might not be here. You told us you're going to be out in the wilderness somewhere um, without I internet. I am away, Brent, doing something that um, unfortunately I have no internet. And as you know, you I do a wellness retreat or something. No, mate, where, just, where are you? Can we? Can we stick to the show here? And You've just, just put lemon in your hair. That's not a no, ridiculous that was a statement. I did it Tim. once. I did it once. It didn't work. So I can't recommend it for those. Are out you there going who are thinking, to a wellness no, retreat? No, I'm not going Tim. to a wellness retreat. Right. Where are you going? <laughs> I don't have to tell you. You're missing I'm a going. show, Tim. Maybe I'm trying to source some internet. I'm trying to source some internet. We will see. What are you doing? Why can't you tell us? Because I don't want to. Okay. That's why. It's private. Fair, fair answer. <laughs> it's private. It's fascinating you're willing to give up. It must be something big if you're willing no, to give not. up. No, it's not. It. It's just something that I was pre-committed to. And, and I'm assuming you've alerted head office that you No, I haven't yet. Why because not? I'm working on <laughs> getting some sort of internet. I even looked into you know, the little, those little fobby things that you can get. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to let the team down. Well, good. I want to be there for the lads. Good. And um, we'll see how we go. All right. Now, we mentioned the basketball last night. Did you see? You, yeah, you did see the I hit heard, on Mags. Yeah, I did. Mm. I heard something more extraordinary, though, that you actually attended a press conference. I did jump on last night because I was genuinely concerned about Mags. I, I watched, oh, I not felt, because it's I your job. I felt sick watching it. And what we no, pay look, you to do here at SEN is what to I be did, across the basketball. I did think on a Thursday night, I probably should jump on. We've got the show the next morning. I've got work the night. No, the next night. I should get on. I was thinking the same, that you should get on. <laughs> so I did. Right. I did. Yeah. And did you get some questions in? Um, yeah, I did. I did. I think we've got some audio, actually. And just um, the Cairns building, you've got a very, very good record there. Obviously, I think you've won four or five of your last five visits. There's anything particular that you do well there, do you think, or just another venue here? I think, you know, the big thing that I do really well is I have an incredible cigar before every game here in a really nice spot in the back. And that really, I think, electrifies our group that they know when I come in that I've had a hell of a cigar and we're ready to go. <laughs> Enjoy your flight home. See you, buddy. Thank you. It was good, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Now, we've got some questions about Will Magnay coming up in the next right. segment. We'll deep dive into the Jack Jumpers. But, gee, it was a sickening hit. It was sickening. Not as sickening as your sound quality. Just then, were you? Well, I know it was no. very windy last night, but I don't think you had to tune into the press conference from outside. That was Could the audio from the room, Tim, up there where they were sitting. Scott sounded magnificent. Yeah, because he had a microphone in front of him. He, well, why I didn't was he off have to one? the side on a on a computer, and they play it in the press conference room. Nothing to do with my microphone. Well, you heard my microphone over the summer podcast, mate. That sounded beautiful. like. They need to put a microphone in front of the computer so everyone could hear. Okay, well, couldn't you have teed that up before you went on? No, I'm talking about in the room at the press conference. Yes, could you say, excuse me, uh, the Cairns Taipans media manager, can you please put a microphone up to the thing? Because I'm going to use this tomorrow. I've got, And you're telling me you've got more questions coming through. I don't want our listeners <laughs> to have that. It's like you're standing in a wind tunnel. 
It's like when you were down at the King Resport Centre that day and the whistles were going off on the Saturday show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what about the time, we're, Hammer? We've moved past this, Brent. Hammer, what about the time when Tim beat his chest and said, I will get on the press conference yeah. and ask some questions? I got Never. nervous. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> well, hey. I am prone to making a statement that I don't follow through, Brent. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so uh, I don't think it was news to you. David of Launceston's text us in on the Harcourt's open line this morning. Thanks for your text, David. The problem will be that neither major party will gain a majority and minor parties and independents might say, we will support you if you stop the stadium. Yeah, look, it is fascinating. how We're going to 35 seats in Parliament too, so 25 to 35. It's going to be 10 more MPs in Parliament, and there probably will be a few from the minor parties. Yep. So why call the election then, if you know that the two may not support? Well, they're delaying the inevitable, really. And you, it is going to be a long year if you're going to Parliament. You don't have the support of this person and that person. I just think you need to knock it on the head and get it done. Yeah, but what if it's on. the same? If you go back and it's the same. it's uh, Well... I would think it will be a minority liberal government when we go back. So it will be a lot of the same, I suppose. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting. Uh, another text in here is the news about Ricky Ponting linked to a US cricket franchise, a possibility or rumour. Will this work in the US? Well, I will find out right now. Going to text him? No. <laughs> I'll text someone that will know. Google doesn't help. Because I'm also going to say Google if it, it is true. Love to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good time to get to our first break of the morning. As I said, get us on the Harcourt's open line. Harcourt's more than just real estate professionals. 1300 42 15 33 is how you can call us or text us as well. 0437 555. You're listening to SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. And also this morning... You can win some tickets to the Hobart Cup. Two marquee tickets, if you don't mind, Tim. We want your text to tell us who should be our expert tipster on the show this year. If you come up with a good one, you can be off to the Hobart Cup in the marquee. Back with more SEN Tassie Breakfast next when we unpack the Jack Jumpers win against Cairns overnight. Chris Levick catch and shoot. Off the Doyle dime. McDonald, one of the best three-point shooters in the competition. Just inside the halfway line. This end of the floor has been Cairns' problem all night. As all said, their inability to stop Tasmania from scoring oh. and their inability to stop Jordan Crawford. McVay got the three ball away. The Jack Jumpers go one step closer to locking away third position. There you go. A big win for the Jackies last night over the Taipans in Cairns. The and Snake Pit. The Snake Pit. Great Tim. name. It is a good name. Now, the result was good, but uh, I think everyone's thoughts straight after the game was with Will Magne, who was cleaned up, it's fair to say, by Tajir McCall during the match. Before we discuss it, here's what Scott Roth said post-game in the press conference. You also hear from Adam Ford, the Taipans coach as well. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, you know, he's as tough as they come and, uh, you know, he'll bounce back. And um, I'm sure the league is going to take a very hard look at that. You know, we've... Had a few discussions over the last few weeks, especially with Magne um, and his presence are rolling down the lane and, and some people kind of targeting him a little bit. And um, uh, some of that stuff needs to be cleaned up, but I'm sure the league will handle it. Yeah, were you disappointed with the incident itself, the way it happened? Well, I, I'm always disappointed. Obviously, one of our players that gets knocked down or hurt or whatever it may be. So uh, it's disappointing, obviously. But, you know, our guys, again, rally around him and pick him up and 
down in the locker with him, and you know he's walking around, and he's a little upset, obviously, for the whole thing that transpired. And I know it's very early, but do you have any idea what it actually is, and, and how long if he's going to be out of it all? I don't believe he'll probably be out at all. Uh, I think it's more of just a shot to the, the stomach and the sternum and just the wind knocked out of him. It'll probably be quite sore. Adam, what did you make of the incident with McCall and Magna? Oh, it was just clumsy. No, it's, it's, yeah, no, no ill intent. It was clumsy action. It's just interesting what things get officiated differently again. So it's, it's clumsy. It's nothing more than that. So, uh, of, you know, no ill feeling. Might have been no ill feeling, but I'm not sure clumsy is the word I would have used, Tim. What, what would you use? I'd use deliberate. Really? He came at him. Well, the... He came at him. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Well, the ball was getting passed to him. What's he going to do? Step out of the way and let him walk to the rim? It, it was almost like an AFL style hit. Well, it can you happen, can't it? Uh, I don't know if I'd use clumsy. I don't think in that split second he thought, I'm going to nail him. The... The words I saw on social media, not my words. No, but, well, words. I want, but I want your words. Well, I thought it was, yeah. I don't, I what, don't do you want him good. rubbed out or you want Yeah, him... I, think he sh- I, think, I think he should get rubbed out. Okay. Yep. What, a week? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Okay. But give, us, give us some of the feedback well, then on said, social media. On social media, it was cheap shot, disgraceful. They're, they're the words I saw. Tasmanian Jack Jumper fans? Probably. But no, no not all of them. So I, didn't, not all I of them. didn't look at it and think that's disgraceful. Really? No. On a basketball court? No. Okay. Personally, I didn't. Fair enough. What about just the overall performance, though, Bren, as our chief Jack Jumpers correspondent? Chief Jack Jumpers correspondent. Yeah, look, it was good. Um, we loved playing in that building. That's why I asked Coach about it, because I think we've won five in a row there or something now. So we love going up there. Uh, it was good to see Jordan Crawford, um, player of the game. He's back on the score sheet in a big way, which was, was good to see. Um, so, yeah, as, as Scott said, it's always tough to win on the road. To escape with the wins, fantastic, and um, holds that and cements that third spot for us for the time being, which is good. Where did you see the improvements? Um, yeah, I think everyone just – I mean, Clint Steinle, 14 points off the bench. He's a sniper, Clint. He, just, he is. He's, he's very, very good at what he does. Um, Fab Krislevic comes on and does does his job. So He's so underrated, I think, Fab. Like, he just he just just does his job. Yep. He, he's just perfect at it. Um, yeah, and, and as I said, Jordan Crawford, the big positive, I think, um, hitting the score sheet the way he did um, was, was good. So good signs heading into – the back half of the or the rest of the season, obviously things have been building. We've um, we've missed out on these close games, but the good thing about that is our percentage is pretty high, and it's put us in a good spot in the ladder. How are we sitting in a, is, in terms of the season overall? Would say it hasn't been our best, but we're still thereabouts. And yeah, you're comfortable, confident heading into the back end and then finals. I am. Well, it's all going to come can down. Do some damage. Mags is so important to us, obviously. So we need him up and firing. So hopefully he is okay. Um, do you risk him on Sunday if he's not? Probably, probably not. Do you? I mean, there's some big games. How many? To come. How many wins have we had? Uh, must be thirteen or fourteen. Is it Hammer now? Yeah. So thirteen. Um, we've so got Hamish three is games telling to go. Us that Fourteen gets us top six. We've got three to go. South. Uh, we've got Adelaide at home on Sunday. South East Melbourne in Melbourne next Saturday night, and then back here for the final game against the Wildcats on the seventeenth. So, yeah. So what gets us in the semi-finals? Not the play-in. Uh, well, How many that, wins, Hamish? Well, that does. It's going to depend. So one and two go straight through to the semis, and you've got three and four playing off. The winner of that goes straight through to a semi. The loser plays the winner of five v six. Right. 
So Does that makes sense, Tim. They would have their final have to win their final three games, and Perth would need to lose their last three. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So think, that's not happening. I don't think so. No, I think we can kiss goodbye first and second. It's all about trying to get that third spot so you get the home final for three v four. Yep. Or you want the home final for five v six. So yeah, it's it's a big finish coming up. There's no doubt about it. I just really hope Will Magno's okay because he's so important to our our makeup. I would suggest, given his history, he will probably miss Sunday. Yeah, I think I don't think you'd risk him, particularly when Marcus is going well. Um, Fab comes off the bench and does such a good job, as I said. Yeah, he's, big he's, big game Sunday then. It is a big game. So we need everyone. What time's the tip off? And two o'clock uh, wasn't it? Two o'clock Sunday, and uh, yeah. Adelaide are flying since CJ yeah. Bruton's gone. Man. Right or wrongly, they have turned their things right around. DJ Vasilievich just on a long-term deal as well, so they're going well. Uh, text in here on the Harcourts open line. You would get a week in AFL for that. There is a precedent set in AFL for blindsided bumps. If you can't do that in AFL, you damn well can't do it on a basketball court. Thank you, JB, for your text. What's your response to that, Tim? Saying you didn't have an issue with what happened. Well, I don't have an issue with it. What happened? Well, but that's my opinion, well, and that's yeah. JB's well, opinion. So do you, he's do you think he's got a point, week. though? Has he got a point? Well, I don't know. You don't know one's, if he's got a point. They're different sports. Well, that's what AFL I'm saying, is, is it's, AFL has gone out of its way to stamp any head contact bumps out of... I haven't seen that mandate in the NBL yet, and accidents happen. It wasn't so, an accident, Tim. Well, we'll find what out in the next watching? few days. They'll rub him Seriously. out, or they won't. And then we'll know. But I haven't seen any... Anything from the NBL coming out saying we're going to well, crack down on, hours ago. on the it, but in the last this start of this season have they come out and said we're going to be really hard on that type of action? No. Whereas the AFL was a clear mandate that they are trying to stamp it out. Now, now maybe the NBL look into that and say we're not going to put up with that anymore. But for me, the ball was in play. It wasn't that bad. Another text in here on the Harcourt's open line. Paney, is it true you left your lift hanging at 4.45 this morning? Deciding a sleep was the better option. And is it true said lift, instead of heading to the gym with the rest of the lads, decided to drive home and jump back in bed himself? True and true. <laughs> my alarm failed me this morning. First time ever, Brent. And if you look at my phone, I'm not sure why it wouldn't be working. Yeah, it looks, it looks immaculate. It's I don't in know. good condition. <laughs> it's really good. The yeah. phone. So uh, it was going off, but it was making no sound. Yeah, okay. Which is quite weird. But then, yes, the guy who was picking me up, who we won't name, Scott, Scott Barnes, Scott Barnes yeah. uh, <laughs> was apparently out the front, didn't text or ring me, which would have woken me, decided instead he'd just turn around and go back to bed. <laughs> I don't know how you bother getting up. Why and would you get up bed? and get back to no. bed? Exactly. exactly. Hey, we're late for the news. The texts are flying in. They would hey, love to hear from you. What? Got some confirmation. There is truth to the Ricky Ponting Cricket USA, the Washington oh, Capitals. Texting. Did you text him? I didn't text Ricky. But oh. there is some truth to that rumour. Okay. So I'm not sure if he's signed, but there's certainly some talks going well, on. Well, surely you'll be assistant coach. I've already sent a text through. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Hey, Harcourt's open line. Get your texts coming in. They're flooding in this morning, 0437 552535. But please call us. We'd love to talk to you as well. 1300 42 1533. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Send us your texts as well. Who do you think should be our expert tipster at the Hope or for the show this year? You could be off to two marquee tickets to the Hobart Cup. Great prize. Off to the news. Back with Matty Reid from Taz Racing next. Yeah, some beats for your Friday morning. SEN Tassie breakfast powered by Kubota, of course. As we mentioned off the top, big day 
Tasmania, Tim. Uh, it's been a few big days. Yeah, well, it has been a few big days, mm. but potentially early election being called today. But it has been a big week for our man as well from Taz Racing. Big races in fantastic places. Uh, my favourite slogan of the day. <laughs> Matty Reid joins us. Snap, how are you? Very well, boys. Big week for Taz Racing, of course. We'll get serious for a moment because the Murrahi report dropped during the week, of course, and that was uh, investigations into a lot of different things in Tasmanian racing. What was Taz Racing's reaction and what is the organisation doing in response? Yeah, look, I'm probably not the right person to speak on behalf of Taz Racing, Breno, but we released a statement uh, earlier in the week in response to the Murrahi report, which has been a long time coming, basically to say, look, we'll look at what Taz Racing can do. A lot of the allegations were against... Uh, the Office of Racing Integrity, who are a sort of different entity to TAS Racing. So TAS Racing is having a look at, at what we can do in response to some of the allegations in the report. I understand there'll be a bit more in regards to that released this morning. Um, but look, yeah, it was it was big news. A lot of it was, was quite damning and, and difficult to read. So look, we'll, we'll kind of unpack that and, and move forward and go from there. Makes a bit more sense why we're not seeing AJ as much though, doesn't it? Hidden himself away, do you reckon? Boy, he's been busy. Oh, he has been. Have you yeah. seen much of him? How is he? He's been good. He's, Give him he's our been, best. He's been uh, he's been handling the crisis well. It kind of likened it to uh, to when you were in charge, Payne, and they were getting stuck into you about Headingley and what a tough place oh. it was. You meant Headingley? No, this, this is nothing. <laughs> it's not even in the top twenty. I was on my favourite like favourite press. AJ, it was. That'd be AJ. He'd be like, yeah, it's a big deal, but we'll just move on. Now, mate, we've got our own Hobart. Cup giveaway happening on the show at the moment. No now, one's texting Snap to be the guest tips that just not yet. yet. Not yet. They haven't, haven't gone. They? No. no. Well, there's so much text coming through, we'd have to check them. We'd have to really go through them. But <laughs> the goat, Damien Oliver, will be in attendance. Well, what about the goat, Tim Payne? Yeah. Are you going to be there? <laughs> I, just mm, I don't think this. he is. And I even if he, he says is. he is, he probably won't yeah, do no, it. Anyway, just so you know. He'll keep a low profile, similar to <laughs> what Davey Warner did for the T20. So yeah. he's going to helicopter land in the middle of Melbourne. Can we organise that? Yeah, we probably could. Do that for Lonnie. But yeah, no, in all seriousness, Dave, Damien Oliver will be down for the Hobart Cup. And a great opportunity if you're considering what to do uh, next weekend on the Sunday. Oliver will be roaming around the general admission at different stages. Great opportunity to get chat with him. I mean, he's fresh out of the riding ranks, but you only have to go back to not far at all to see what he did in his last meet at Perth to understand what a, a legend it is and the opportunity to get a, a pick with him. And, will you and be his things. security if he's wandering around GA? Me? Oh, they'll probably mistake. Me as a, a jockey as well. <laughs> He's his apprentice. This, 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 they've got a jockey to, to run security for uh, Ollie. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know about that. I've got a few other duties during the day, but uh, I think they can do better than me to look after. Well, it's great to see someone with such a high profile down here. And the fact you'd be wandering around GA, our man here, Brent Costello, could learn a little bit about that. Better <laughs> get mobbed. Turn no, up, he'll, be up, he'll be upstairs in the air con. I won't be there at all, yet. unfortunately. We can't enjoy it either. I think they want to interview him or something. True. <laughs> it, well, he'll be him yeah. seeing everything. I won't be there be at something all. On. I'm going to be overseas. Sunday racing in Launceston. It's Magic Millions race day, Snap. Uh, the sale comes up later in the month too. Yeah, it does. So the Magic Millions sale for Thoroughbreds or the yearling sale is the Monday before Launceston Cup, which I think is the 26th of February. So this race day has been moved forward a few weeks. Uh, so there's two Magic Millions races on the program which are restricted for Magic Millions horses. One for uh, the two-year-olds. There's a horse called Miss Tasmania that I think will be winning that one. Uh, Payne, um, she's a filly trained by Siggy Carr, and there's one for the three and four-year-olds as well. So 
it's, it's a good opportunity if anyone's considering getting into horse ownership, which is an awful lot of fun. Now's the time to kind of reach out to trainers or Taz Racing or, or anyone. We can put you in contact with people ahead of the sale. There's a good horse. Don't know about that, Painty. I was part I, of a syndicate once. I specialise in slow yeah. ones. Surprises me. The great Peter Staples. Cash? Yeah, I know. Well, I certainly did. Matt, uh, it won a few Damon, races. That Damon was involved in, in one that sort of raced earlier in the week. So yeah. there are some big names. Not just you, <laughs> Fredo. Matt Damon, he's probably on the same plane as you. But uh, yeah, Matt Damon involved as well. So no, good race day up there on Sunday. And uh, yeah, if you're thinking about buying one, there's a, a function there in the afternoon which you can attend and learn a bit more. Excellent. Okay. Now, mate, as mentioned on the Harcourt's open line, we have got people texting in who they want to be our guest tipster from the year. You get an opportunity here to give us a couple of your best bets for the week. Me. Try and impress the people and no, see if that. we can get a bit of support behind you there's being a, our guest tipster for the year. There's a few ways that you can go with guest tipster, though, isn't it? Do you want someone that knows, what, and I'm not saying I do, what they're talking about? Do you want a, a celebrity Bit of both because be I'm nice. not because I'm neither. You're, you're, <laughs> anyway, you're ticking a lot of boxes. Yeah. Anyway, my personality is important, I'll so give, you, you tick that. I'll one. give a couple. Um, two that I think you can probably multi up. Miss Tasmania in the two-year-old race, race five, number five. Race into, five, number five. What in, odds are we talking, please? I think you're about dollar eighty at the moment. Dollar eighty. Give us some value. So conundrum, race eight, number two. Might get two thirty, two forty-ish. So double that up. You get four something. One at each way value in the last GG's his word. Okay, very nice. Well, it's Hammer, cup time. Book them for us, please. Cup time in Tassie. Head south for the big races during the Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. And chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And if you'd like to be like Snapper and be a racing expert, tell us who should be one of our expert tipsers on the show this year for the chance to win two marquee tickets to the Hobart Cup. 0437 552 535. Let us know on the Harcourt's open line. Nice to see you, Snap. Uh, cricket tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we've got the Southern Tigers at Sandfly. Real batsman's paradise Sandfly at the moment, Pony. Hasn't Fast had outfield. A, hasn't had a drop of water there since probably about July, <laughs> so this is pretty dry. Very nice. Thanks for your time, Snap. We'll see you Monday. Thank you. With Matthew, some runs under the belt. Matthew Reid from Taz Racing joining us here on SEN. Tazzy Breakfast powered by Kubota, of course. We're off to our next break of the morning, coming back to talk about all things sport after this. Certainly is on a Friday morning. Great to be here and great to have your company. And on the Harcourt's open line this morning, Tim, we're asking who you think should be our guest tipster for this year and the winner will get a couple of tickets to a marquee on Hobart Cup Day and plenty of texts coming in. One here from Tony Busink. I think I've pronounced that right. Thanks for your text, Tony. Richard the Bear Robinson does good. Thanks, Tony. He does good. He does he good. He does do good. He let us know about it during the week too. Did he, he sent a few stats through, mm. the big bear. Oh, they always do when I'd they're going well. I'd be happy to have, have him back. Absolutely. I, I never wanted him gone in the first Absolutely. place. Well, Hamish was adamant, wasn't he? That, at the moment, he is the leading candidate. Definitely. Another one here from Beck Duggan. I think Claire Pettit should be a tipster because she does the form and very, very cluey when it comes to races. Recently, she tipped a place in every race, and I think that's pretty impressive. Give her a go. I don't mind that. Absolutely. Someone with form. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew Downey's text in. Nice to hear from you, Andrew. Just entering the Hobart Cup competition, Anthony Stewart would be my guest tipster. Why not? He's the GOAT, so he should be the best. I can't argue with that. We could challenge him to a basketball. We could. One-on-one. On one. We could. Hey, boys, love the show so far. Can't wait for bigger things in the future. Expert tips to suggestion would be Jason Richardson. Richo. Don't mind, Richo. Mm. He knows what he's talking about, too. Make that happen? Yes. What about Hamish Spence? No. Okay. 
<laughs> hey, let's talk about some sport happening. I went out to the airport yesterday, Tim, and the Tasmanian Tigers flying out to Brisbane for their Sheffield Shield clash against Queensland starting tomorrow. Happy with the squad that's been put together. No Nathan Ellis, no Matthew Wade. No, Lawrence Neil Smith, two injuries, and Wade is off on Australian duties. I think Lawrence is done for the season. He's gone. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Gee. Um, But, yeah, pretty standard, I thought, the squad. There was one thing that disappointed me a little bit with the squad, and I might be a little bit biased. What's this? But I've just spent six weeks with a guy, Jake Weatherald, in Adelaide, and there is no person in the country batting better than him right now. And should be in the Tigers squad. I would have picked him. He's mm. on fire. Yeah, well, I guess... I know his numbers yeah, I was about to at say. the start of the year weren't, but he, but the way he is playing right now, he's an absolute game-breaker. And you get him here for a reason. You recruit he's the guy a match for a reason. Winner. Yeah. He, yeah. And he is That's a good on point. fire. And I, I actually said to him in Adelaide, like at the end of the BBL, from working with him and seeing him up close for the first time, he can do things that 90... Five percent of Australian batters cannot do. His talent is in the absolute top echelon of batters in this country. He's a match winner. He's a game breaker. And for him not to be in a first-class cricket team is... Wrong? It's wrong. (laughs) It's wrong. And seeing him play in the Big Bash, you just go, boom. I don't care about his numbers before it. He is... Dynamic, he's a match winner, he's a game breaker, and we have to be playing him. I, I'm Oof. serious, mate. He could play for Australia. Get him in, says Did Tim you see him during the big Yeah, bash? of course I did. Am I out of am no. I looking at it no. through strikers? You're goggles? right. You, you need to play guys that are in form. Was there a guy batting better than him in the country? Probably Apart not. Apart from Matthew Short. Not 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 for the whole tournament. That's probably a bad shout. And I just look at our batting lineup and I'm like if Jake Weatherall doesn't make the Tassie cricket team better in the form he's in right now in all formats, then I was watching the wrong game. Let's uh, skip through. We've got a bit to talk about here, and we haven't got a lot of time. But uh, first loss yesterday for our WNCL Tigers, unfortunately going down to Western Australia. This is a little hiccup, Tim. We'll, we'll yeah, okay. hiccup. Well, you know what people will say. This is classic sport. Loss they had this to have. The loss they needed to have. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I think got, we're nicely placed going got three for, games left. They've got one against WA again tomorrow here and then a couple on the road against Victoria, I think. They'll write that tomorrow. They've got to win one, I think, to lock in a final and two to get a home final. So I'm sure they'll be able to take care of that. And then go for the three-peat. Go for the three-peat. Which is an amazing accomplishment if sure they can is. pull it off. A bit like our skipper, Elise Villani. She's just pulled off a three-peat. Domestic Not in a row, but... Yeah, mag- magic. Hey, what about our under-20 basketball? Third time basketball? in the last four years. Amazing. She's been player of the tournament or player of the year. Whatever you want to call it. Our under-20 basketball side for Tasmania at the National Championships are going beautifully. Tim wins over New South Wales and WA. Uh, lost to the, the favourites for the tournament, Victoria, yesterday. But some of these lost guys... they needed to have, Brent. Yeah, they, that's right. Jacob Furphy, superstar. Tell you Lockie what, there's Brewer. a sponsorship arrangement coming there for Furphy. <laughs> that's right. So you got Furphy, you got Lockie Brewer. The Brewer. And you got Kai Savage. Uh, just three superstars. They all, I'm sure, will play Jack Jumpers at, at some least, stage after college. Or I remember a year, probably a year or two ago when we had a really strong showing at the under-18s. Is this pretty much the same group Coming that's through, now I come suppose, through yeah. to the yep to the twenties, under twenties? Yes. And how do we? Again, I know that we've got the Jack Jumpers now, but what's the pathway from the Tasmanian under twenties 
into the jack jumpers? Well, you could go to college in the US or you could be like, I guess. But there's no sort of direct link. Like if I'm a Tasmanian under 19 cricketer, I'd go on to a, and I've done well, I'd go on to a rookie straight into that. Well, like is the, there's no real link between the NBL club and basketball Tasmania or there's no academy set up. No. Like it would be in footy, but should there be? Well, let's look we, at, we should get first look at these if they are yeah. top 10 draft yep. picks in no, footy not. terms. No. We should get first look at them. So take the Armstrong boys, for example, I suppose. So Trey Armstrong played here, went over to college to the US, came back, signed a DP spot, decided he didn't want to do that in the end, obviously went off on holidays. Then you've got uh, Taron, who played last night, of course, for Cairns, went to college for two years, has come back and played in the NBL. But you're right, there's no academy. Nothing thing like at all. Say North Melbourne have and can access So we couldn't pull Jacob or... Furthy, uh, Lockie Brewer or Kai Savage out and bring them in to train for a week, be around oh, no, the Jack abso- Jumpers. Absolutely. That, no, 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 you can do that. No, you can do that for sure. Yeah. And I think Brewer has been there yeah. um, doing a bit of that sort of stuff. But there's no way to sign them ahead of anyone else if, if right. that makes sense. We need the academy set up. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's not a bad shout. Um, Taron Thomas has unfortunately been in the news for all the wrong reasons again. Uh, we won't go too deep into that. I saw too Ari Shellmaker, a good friend of the show, of course. He's training with St Kilda's VFL side once a week just to um, bring his professional standards up a little bit, if I read correctly. Really? So, yeah. So one one session with the, the reserve side. Um, so, well, so that's a... Punishment of sorts. Well, uh, not the way I read it, no. Well, to bring his professional standard, that means he's below standard professionally. No, I think I think they're just trying to educate him on what the requirements would be. So he's below be, standard. Well, I'm not sure if that's the case exactly. Let me just try and find the article here, Tim. Well, that's well, from what you're telling me, that's exactly what's happened. Just keep talking, Tim. While I find the article, please. We're going to send here you. Here we back. go. Saints. We're going to send you back to the VFL. Saints send Ari for VFL training. St Kilda says no off-field incident has led to draftee Ari Shellmaker being sent to train with VFL side Sandringham as the club aims to use the extra session a week to help the team adjust to life as a professional footballer. Right. Mm. So we're going to take you to help you adjust because you've been going so well. We're going to take you out of the AFL professional system and we're going to make it's you go into a session, session a week yeah, with to help the him. VFL. To help him. Surely being around the AFL players... Is more help to his professionalism than being around. So he's still there, but he's doing this extra session as well on top of it, top up. At a lower standard. Mm. In a lower competition. Yep. There's but obviously something. I don't think there's a, this is a big deal. I'm just saying yeah. there's obviously there's a he's reason not why. quite there is, adjusted yeah. to it or he's a little bit below standard in yep. some way. Must be. And they're sending him back there to show him. Yep. What's behind him and what could take your place? If well, you no one else is. It looks like no other players are doing it, so there's obviously something there. Correct. Uh, Hammer's giving us the one up here too, Tim. We've got um, Australia defeating um, South Africa in the women's T20 here a couple of nights ago at Blunston Arena. We've got the one-day series starting today, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Football Tasmania released a proposed high-performance centre today. Um, so they've obviously wanted to do that for a long time and get a, a facility where they can play um, lots of games have about six different pitches. So three and three, three, three synthetic, three grass, yeah. I believe. And this was a good story during the week. Too. Where are we plonking it though? That's a good question, and that wasn't announced today, so I'm not sure where you put it. 
Uh, 17-year-old Chelsea Scolia broke Tasmania's women's 100-metre record with a time of 11.50 at the Capital Athletic State Track and Field Championship. That is amazing. Well done to Chelsea. Hey, it's breakfast powered by Kubota. Techs are flooding on the Harcourts open line this morning, 0437 552 We're going to have to make time to get to some of those. As the show progresses, we'd love to hear from you on the phone too. 1300 42 1533. Results for you. Uh, off to our final break of the hour. Coming back to wrap it up next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast on this Friday morning. Good morning. 0437-552-535 is how you can text us or call us 1342-1533 on the Harcourts open line. Of course, Harcourts results for you. We're after who you think should be our expert tipster on the show this year for your chance to win two marquee tickets to the Hobart Cup. And uh, we've got plenty of suggestions this morning, which has been good. Lads, Sam, the mastermind, Cootsie would be my pick for the expert tips. To cheers from Josh. Thank you for your text this morning, Josh. Uh, Kingborough training is very dangerous, Penny, with Weathers having two nets in one night. He does love a net. <laughs> he does love a net. Brent, imagine the ego if Tim of Tim if he plays at Clarence, like he mentioned before Christmas, alongside Jack Revolt. Luckily, there is no roof on Blunston Arena. Otherwise, Tim's head wouldn't fit in. Thanks oh, for your text, Josh. Good on you, Josh. Can Good stuff, mate. <laughs> I like it, Josh. He's spot on. I don't Can... know what the salary cap's like in the TSL, but it'll be a bit tight. Can Tim be punter's chief wanger, perhaps? Certainly can. Yes, absolutely. Wouldn't mind three weeks in the US of A, Bredo? No, definitely. About to have a cup of yourself, aren't you? Oh, I am, actually. Yes, I am. Looking forward to it. All right, we're going to get to new sport and weather. We're running late for that because after this, we've got a special guest joining us in the studio, Dean Coleman, who is running Stadium 2.0. All sorts of stuff happening with Stadium 2.0, and Dean will be in to tell us about it next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. It is indeed Friday morning, SEN Tassie Breakfast, 2nd of February. Can you believe it, Tim? February already. The year's flying. I can, Brent. I can. Oh, you can. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, let's straighten up. We've got a special guest joining us in the studio, and it's been a big week for Dean Coleman and his uh, consortia behind the Stadium 2.0 project. Nice to see you, Dean. Thanks for coming into the studio this morning. Yeah, absolute pleasure, fellas. Well, tell us about the week because it was significant on Monday because you got some support from the Hobart City Council, which so far uh, people haven't been able to get really with uh, everything else that's been going on uh, stadium related. Yeah, yeah. A really critical moment on Monday night. Um, our consortium, I had eight of the team there, we presented to the council just to give them the update before they went into their session, but they voted unanimously to uh, support Stadium 2.0 moving forward, and the critical part of that is that that's the access to the land on Regatta Point. They own, the Hobart City Council own the bulk of that land, and so with being able to use that, that's the sort of second last tick in the box that we needed. And the next one is the finance, which we're well in control of. How long have you been working with the Hobart City Council for on that? Uh, probably from basically since uh, July of last year. Yeah. Uh, we we kept the the project totally under wraps for a long period of time. Not trying to keep keep it secret, but the, the critical support groups are the RSL and the Regatta Association, and we needed to get them on board beforehand because they're the custodians of that land. And you know, like and obviously with all the other issues with the site, we wanted to make sure that they were 100% on board. I think we all agree it looks magnificent. Um, you still got some questions to answer for the government, and I think you got to do that by Monday. Uh, yep. How's all that tracking, and you, you feel like you can answer all those? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they're all on, all on track. There's uh, 
a number of areas which are relating to the environmental traffic, um, things like that, which are you know well and truly underway. They're not 100 percent complete because they can't be because we don't have a, a contract with the government. But they're all there. And but the the two key components the premier and his team wanted were the land because uh, you know like I said, Tick. Peter at Macquarie Point, and then the other one is the finance. And we've been working through all of December with all the major international and national finance companies within Australia. And, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately Christmas came at a really bad time, <laughs> as it always does, but uh, the financial groups seem to go on holidays for a lot longer than most people. And, uh, Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, so finance is taken care of, though. You're pretty comfortable with that because it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of money we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, over $2.3 billion. And, yeah, we've got a, a number of parties that are very keen to come on board because it's a, an iconic project for Tasmania. Like Tasmania... I can say it because I'm from Tasmania, but uh, we looked upon from the mainland these days as the place to be, you know, the tourism destination of choice. And, you know, you wind the clock back 20 years ago and that wasn't the case. You know, everybody said, oh, geez, you're going to Hobart for the weekend. But now everybody <laughs> says, oh, well, the last weekend went to Mona. So it's a, it, it's a great opportunity to, to really work and capitalise on that. And in terms of that finance, how do you get those big investors or corporations to invest or commit that money if we haven't got the go-ahead yet well that, that's the that, that's the you know the difficult part Tim though because uh it is the the cart before the horse but uh what they do is that you know like we've got financial letters of commitment and it's as close to a binding financial agreement as possible without us having a contract with the government so you know we submit all the documentation on on monday uh the premier and his team analyze that uh we will present it and we'll bring all of the key players down because most of them are based in Sydney and Melbourne from the financial aspect. They'll come down, we'll go through the total project with the government, give them the level of comfort, and I'm you know, really hopeful that, uh, for Tasmania's sake, that they look at it and say, this is a great option and we're going to go with this because it is a, you know, it's a game-changer for Tasmania. Dean Coleman, the man behind Stadium 2.0, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Dean, why is your proposal better, do you think, than Macquarie Point? And the second part to that question is, it's going to be some sort of backflip if, if yours does go ahead, isn't it? Because at the moment, the contract says a 23,000-seat stadium at Macquarie Point yep. with the AFL. How are we going to get out of that as well? Uh, no, well, we don't have to get out of it. The, the three prerequisites from the AFL are minimum 23,000 seats, Macquarie Point, with a roof. And that's what's been signed by all the presidents of the AFL football club. So the AFL don't want to go back and change that contract, and they don't need to, because when you look at the history of... Macquarie Point and where the regatta grounds is, we are the original Macquarie Point. Okay. That, that is the true Macquarie Point. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is reclaimed land. So we get the ticks in the boxes there. So we've had it um, verified by the, all of the lawyers that we don't need to get that change. So tick in the box again from the AFL, but the AFL will follow what the Premier does. Mm -hmm. The reason why ours is so different, uh, it's, it's a multi-purpose precinct, community-based precinct, which has in the centre of it a sporting arena, which is going to be able to do football, soccer, you know, uh, concerts. And, and the roof becomes a really critical part. It's not really so much so for the football, but it means that uh, if you've got a really good centre that's set up to be accessed, you can get all of the semi-trailers right to the ground. You can do the monster trucks. You know, like Marvel Stadium over the last five years has made a small fortune out of all the alternative events to AFL football. From the outside, it feels like there's been a little bit of resistance from the government to to the stadium or to 2.0. Do you think they're seriously considering it? And, and how does a backflip on that actually look 
when that moment comes? Uh, absolutely, they're seriously considering it. We've, we presented our option uh, back in June of last year and we wouldn't have pursued it further. Like our, our consortium is funding everything. Like this is not funded by the government. It's not funded by somebody else. It's funded by us and uh, a lot of strong Tasmanians behind that trying to get something that makes sure that we don't end up with a structure that's going to be an impediment to the Tasmanian taxpayer. So, yes, they're serious. What it means, like, I'm confident that, uh, you know, really good leadership is when you have the facts presented to you and, and it's something is standout better option and is underwritten financially, is underwritten operationally. And, you know, to, on our polling, like, we've had amazing numbers with people supporting us. Like, there was a poll run by the Pulse, you know, five and a half thousand people in an afternoon, like... That's you know five times more than what they did for the political one recently, and, and it was 85% overwhelming support for Stadium 2.0. Yeah. yeah, certainly got some with, traction when it came out. With the it? possibility of a, an election coming, and you've obviously been working with the Premier and his government, have you been in contact with the Labor Party? Uh, or there's been uh, no uh, need to yet? No, no, no. We, our, our group is 100% transparent, so like yeah. the website uh, gives you access to everything like... Uh, a lot of questions come up on social media and it shows that people haven't gone to the website. It's com. but that shows everything. But through that, we had to go through the parliamentary inquiry late last year. So making sure that we talked to the, the Greens, the Labor Party and the Independents, um, we wanted to make sure that they were 100% across it. They've seen the financial modelling and they know that uh, we, we're really transparent on that as well. Couple of questions on the Harcourt's open line for you, Dean. Morning, gents. What sort of impact does Dean think a state election would have on the chances of this proposal? Um, look, it, it, it causes a little bit of grief with regards to the financial market because you know people are looking at Sydney and, and looking at the instability. But at the end of the day, the the, the, the project is has had unanimous support from both sides of the parliamentary and and with the Greens as well. But We've also had it ratified by the federal government that um, the, the funds that the federal government's putting in are still available to ours because we are an urban renewal development. Um, so from that side of it, look, I would I'd prefer stability. I'm sure that the whole state would, mm. you know, when you talk to the um, Chamber of Commerce, that you know, instability causes disruption to business. We don't want that. So like, th th we, we would prefer it to be the status quo, but you know, like we are geared up to act accordingly. I got another text here from David saying, "Can you ask Dean who would own and run the stadium after it was completed?" Yep. So the the, the stadium itself will be uh, run by Stadium Consortia Proprietary Limited, which will be a makeup of the Tasmanian Stadium team and the commercial. Because it, you you like no disrespect to governments, but it's not their core business in running a yep. stadium. So you need to have the experts within there. But the stadium will be owned by the Tasmanian people. It's um, done under a funding structure there is private investment and so the apartments and the other areas around the stadium are really important because the apartments generate an income stream that goes into the stadium so it reduces the cost to the Tasmanian taxpayer but at the end of the thing the, the, the stadium is Tasmanian's stadium it's their stadium they'll sit there and be really proud knowing it's their team but it's also their stadium. How much is it going to cost Tim for one of those apartments on the outside Dean? I did um, like the view from the lounge room <laughs> in one of them. It looked superb, didn't it? Well, look, the, the apartments are quite outstanding, like, because if you look at Barangaroo in uh, Sydney and, and what also happened around the Opera House, those um, apartments now, like, tripled in value over mm -hmm. the time frame. But 
you've got amazing views of the Doon up towards the bridge down the river across to Bell Reeve. Um, the apartments will be a mix of two bedroom and three bedroom. There will be a couple of other big ones. Like we've only released one image of the apartments, which is on the website, and 103 expressions of interest yeah. out of the 450. And that, that wow. bulk of those actually came from Tasmania. We, we, we're trying to sell this overseas and um, on the mainland. But, yeah, the apartments are going to be a three bedroom, uh, you know, big apartments, going to be about 2.4 to 2.5 million. And that's, a, in my opinion, a bargain price. I know a lot of people will say, but car parking and you're walking and mm. you're into your stadium, so you've got direct access, acoustically treated, so you're not being disrupted, but part of the excitement about living and eating and breathing it is yeah. you're right next to the action. Tim will take four and he'll pay you cash. So there you go. Uh, is, <laughs> there, is there a cutoff? Obviously, you guys have put in an absolute mountain of work. Is there a cutoff date for you guys if this isn't going ahead first? part and secondly if it does go ahead when when do we need to be starting construction on it uh, we have to be starting construction by the end of next year to make make sure that the timeline with the afl that's been agreed is yeah. met um cut off for us is like we we submit on monday uh we'd like to present either late next week or the week after because you know the the, the premier and his team need to meet the the heads of these financial arms and uh, and also our team we've got a number of really long-term experience people that have been involved in constructions of stadiums around Australia and also management of them around the world. I want to get in front of those. Uh, I'd like to think that we could get a decision on the path forward by the end of February, early March, because Beautiful. the clock's ticking. That's the, the big thing. Like the AFL, they're not stopping for anybody <clears throat> and we don't want to lose that, that opportunity. We're just about out of time. One more before we let you go. Another one off the Harcourt's open line. Morning, guys. I would like to know Mr Coleman's view on the state government costing for Mac Point One, as the timing makes it appear to be a knee-jerk reaction to the positive publicity Mac Point Two is getting. That's from Nick on the Harcourt's open line. Um, yeah, look, a lot of people in Tasmania really starting to get quite smart on the, 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 the review of the project because the, the numbers to me don't add up. But like, I'll leave it to the powers to be to do that. Like, we've been really focused on just selling Two Point Zero on its merits. 1.0 has a number of real major issues. That fi that financial one is just, um, if you do the maths on it and you desire, divide the, the number that's been said by the square meterage, it's it's not the sort of cost that you'd expect. You know, like if you look at Optus Stadium and the s work that's been done in Sydney and also with the recent stadium in New Zealand, they're all around about $20,000 a square metre and that's there without a roof. Now, if the public look at the divide the 450 odd million by 45,000 it's 10,000 bucks a square meter but it's half the price of the others and there's a roof so <clears throat> I, I, look I don't want to um, go against this my key driver on it is that the the stadium in Macquarie Point is um, very disrespectful to the cenotaph uh, it, it blocks that out in the way that's designed and and you also like I'm fortunate enough to have dinner at Mules last night you know, you're sitting there looking back over uh, you know, the Henry Jones building, uh, and that's going to be dwarfed by a big structure. You don't do that to your iconic waterfront area. That, like, that's what the cruise ships pull up there and there you want to have all the tourists loving and enjoying that area. So you want to make that whole zone better. Like, we want to see Macquarie Point really refurbished and yeah. done in a proper manner, and that's what we're about, you know, like good master planning moving forward. Great to have you on the show, mate. It's fascinating to see where it's all going to land. Good luck as you continue your talks with the government. Thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, absolute pleasure, Brett. Thanks, Tim.
Dean Coleman joining us in the studio. It is fascinating, Tim, where it's all going to land. And we hope it goes ahead, Brent. I think it's the better of the two by a long, long way at the moment. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We'd love to hear from you on the Harcourt's open line. What do you think of Stadium 2.0? Text us 0437 552 or give us a call 1300 We're off to a break and coming back with questions without notice next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Is indeed, and I'm starting with the new rock, Tim. Oh, uh, Brent, I just I was just on the uh, website, the yeah, the uh, real estate I've website. Lost it now, no, the Mac Point yeah. Two Point yeah. StadiaPrecinct.com. Encourage all people who want to know anything about it to go and have a look. I'm going to read through it myself today. Probably could have waited to the end of the segment. Probably, well, I probably could have right. done it before Dean came on. Hammer's over there pulling his hair out. You just hijack everything. Can we just... We StadiaPrecinct.com. Get on there and have a look. We sting for Hamish. questions without notice, and he comes in and just hijacks the segment. Tim, after Mitch Marsh and Usman Khawaja's test career revivals, who's a player that deserves another crack in Australia's Red Bull side, and it can't be you? Well, it wouldn't be me. Um, well, there's probably a couple of obvious ones, isn't there, that bat at the top of the order. Marcus Harris and Cameron Bancroft were two that deserve another crack and we'll, I'm sure at some stage we'll get one. Very good. Brent, the Herald Sun's John Ralph reported this week that the AFL is extremely likely to introduce mid-season trading next year. Are you a fan of how impact and how impactful do you think it will be? Um, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I think it'd be really good. Particularly if you get a, a big injury in the first half of the season, you can bring someone in for sure. And we've seen at other clubs, some players don't get games because others are ahead of them. They could get a game somewhere else. So big fan of it, Tim. Big fan. And I think it will be impactful. Be interesting to see the rules around it though. Yes. Like, can you just trade a player out without his consent or does he have yeah. to be? I'd imagine the AFLPA would be all over this. Bit to work out. Now I've been waiting for this all morning. Before I get your response, actually well, we, need to, we need to set it up. So on Monday you said mm. you didn't like how some former Australian cricketers were celebrating the West Indies win yep. on the weekend. True. Here's what Adam Gilchrist had to say on SCNWA during the week. So respond to Tim Payne's comments, Gilly. Oh, come on, Payne, you give us a break. I'll, hopefully I'll see him tonight at the awards night and I'm going to have a word with him. <laughs> no, I couldn't be bothered. That's Tim's... That's Tim's um, He'll, he'll, he'll realise that the, the longer you're out of the game, the, the more you just start to take a broader perspective on these things. And But, but he might never. He, he, he might be 20, 30 years into retirement and still, you know, bleed every time Australia lose. It doesn't mean that much to me anymore in regards to the win-loss. I love this Australian team. I'm so proud of what they've been able to achieve. But um, I, my team at the moment is Fox Cricket and we want to deliver the best broadcast we can. And we want to... I care for my teammates that I'm in at the moment. And Brian Lara was so emotional. And I had no dramas embracing him and saying and saying how phenomenal that victory was. It was a it was. win for the ages. Mm. And I have no drama. I don't feel in any way unpatriotic to have supported that, that result and been happy for it. Pat Cummins himself said there's a little bit of him that is pleased for the result too. So come on, give us a break, Tony. Well said, Gilly. Get that up here, Tim. Oh, well, love it. That's Gilly's opinion. Mine is opposite, and I have no problem with having a broader perspective. We spoke about that. How great it was to see the West Indies win, and post game, I don't really care what they say. It's the, it's the during 
that I didn't wasn't comfortable with and the the barracking and almost wanting Australia to lose. That's all. Okay. After the game, I I enjoy like we sat here and spoke about the you know the injection that the West Indies could give Test cricket and how great it was for the game if they can get back to where they were. Um, for me, during the game, I just find it a little bit uncomfortable at right. times. But I, but I get what he's saying there as well. You, it doesn't mean a lot to him anymore. That's fine. And I doesn't change my life if Australia lose a test match. I couldn't care less either right now. But I'm not going to sit there and barrack against them. Fair enough. Ever. All right. Very well, well said. Where are we up to? The Jack Jumpers, free agents. This off-season include Jared Bairstow, Jordan Crawford, Majuk Deng, the... Majuk. What do we call him? What do we call him? Majuk Deng. We no, call our man. Oh, Anthony Drimmick, we call him um, the Dream Reaper. The Dream Reaper. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Will Magne, your man. Yeah. Out Adonovich, of these guys. Marcus Lee, Mr. Fear Marcus Lee as well. Mm-hmm. Out of these guys, Brent, who are the three that you would prioritize in recent? The three. Definitely Will Magne. I'd definitely get Anthony Drimmick back. The Dream Reaper? Yep. Majuk. I love I love what Majuk Deng's doing, obviously under injury cloud at the moment. Uh, I'm a watch on Jordan Crawford, as I said, Tim. So one, who? One will. Two. Two dream. And I really like what Majuk Deng's brought to the team. So I'm gonna say that Majuk Deng. Um but Over Marcus obviously, Lee. obviously I'm a watch on the two imports. I want to see how they finish the season. Happy with that? Your opinion? Thank you. You're entitled to one? Was Mitch Marsh's speech after winning the Allen Border... Hang on, why weren't you at the Allen Border medal? Why would I be? Because you're part of the Australian cricket family? It's, I don't play. What do you think they invite every person well, ever? I think I think I saw a lot of coaches and assistant coaches there. Absolutely. Well, I'm not a coach or an assistant coach of the Australian cricket team. The Australian cricket team. Okay, fair enough. Um, and we need to make some time for you to tell your Allen Border medal story one day. Which one? About the pants. Oh, that's been told plenty of yeah, times. Yeah, it's funny though. Um, was Mitch Marsh's speech after winning the Allen Border Medal one of the best acceptance speeches you've heard? Oh, I feel like we do this every year. Every year someone gets up and wins a medal, a Brownlow or an Allen Border Medal, and it's the best speech ever. But it was good. It was very good, and I enjoyed it. But to say it's the best speech ever, I'm not sure about that. All right, we better leave it there. We are pushed for time. The Harcourt's open line's firing. Going to come back and unpack some of those next. Hold on, Tim. Brent. I, will, I do have one question before we go. I can't Hamish. let this one go, Hamish. Hamish. Brent, have you ever received feedback from a Jack Jumpers player, positive or negative, on the nickname you've given them or the way you've pronounced their name mid-game? Probably could have held that for Monday, Tim. No, seeing we're under the pump. Have you or not? Yeah, I have. Jack McVay loves the smiling assassin. Right. He actually. What about the Dream Reaper? He wasn't happy with you claiming the hey, doctor. Well, he said he didn't mind any nickname he had, but, but I will give it. the Dream Reaper a spin on Sunday. Good. 100%. Uh, 0437 is the Harcourt's open line text line. You can call us as well, 1300 A reminder, we're after your thoughts on who should be our expert tipsters on the show this year for the chance to win two marquee tickets to the Hobart Cup. It's breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land at Pride Attachments. Back next to go through some of your texts. Oh, a bit of you too, bringing us back in on a Friday morning. Beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. A bit windy out there, Tim. It was a windy night, as you said, off the top of the show this it's all right morning. This morning, it's yeah, all right. looks okay. 
Um, we've got plenty of texts coming in on the Harcourt's open line this morning. Loving them, so keep them coming. Uh, JB's just texting, you You not give the Drim Reaper a run on Sunday? Surely not. Well, surely I will be, actually, JB, because Anthony Drimmick loves the Drim Reaper nickname, and I think it's about time the My State Bank Arena crowd got to love it as well. So that will be happening. As long uh, as you don't try and claim it. No, I won't. As your own. I probably will. Dean was spot on. The costings are rubbish. It also screams a fixed price contract and no variations. No builder in their right mind would take that on. That's from Ian. Thanks for your text this morning, Ian. Uh, Bear Robinson, the tips to please, as oh, I cannot deal with a whole year of complaining like I got last year. <laughs> please for my health and well-being. Thank you, David, for your text this morning. Uh, if finances stack up, the design work has been done. And land stakeholder issues have already been addressed. It seems a no-brainer for the government to jump on the 2.0 project, which they could declare a major project and bypass the current parliament process of the project of state significance. Um, it is hard to ignore this, isn't it? It's like extremely all, all hard the, to All ignore. the groundwork's been done. Everyone's appeased. The TSO even, the Grand Chancellor, the RSL, everyone is on board. Government. The public? Um, it just sounds like the governments are the one... Well, like you said, when you get two options and one's better than the other, there's no shame in changing course. Yeah. That is a leadership decision. Yes. Why make a bad decision when a good one's sitting right there? That's clearly, from what I can see, and again, Brent, I'll go through the website at some stage today. I can't wait for you to do that. But if one option is better than the other, just do it. Just make it happen. and do it. Well, it's not even a hit. Why is it a hit? It actually shouldn't be seen that way at all. No, it should it shouldn't. be seen as a positive. We have a better option than one we originally put up. It's fantastic, and we're going to take it. The biggest thing I agree with for 2.0 is the government's budget is $715 million to build a roofed 23,000-seat stadium. <sighs> Dean's talking $2.3 billion. Yep. So the government's contribution still stands. That seven fifteen million dollars is part of that, but the government's not up for one extra dollar I can't wait to of go money. And watch the footy. One extra dollar they're not up for in Dean's proposal. Can I ask you a question that's kind of related but kind of not? You're going to anyway. So if, yes. If we go down and watch Tassie play footy, and they've like ten years, twenty years time, we've won back to back premierships. We're dominating the competition, and you've played for Tassie, right? Pardon? You've played for Tassie right. footy, right? And yeah. you've won a couple of premierships. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. And we've won 18 straight. It's round 19. And we're playing against the Gold Coast Suns. And the Gold Coast Suns are about to beat us. Would you be barracking for them for the betterment of the game? <laughs> no. Okay. No, Thank I you. wouldn't. Welcome back, Brent and Tim in 24. <laughs> but it'd be great for the game. <laughs> Welcome back, And you're Brent. a media personality. Welcome back, Brett and Tim in 24. Great show. Enjoy listening to you from Perth. Special thanks to Tim for signing my memorabilia when he was in Perth with the Strikers last month. Keep up the great conversation and banter. There's no name on that text, but thank you. What did you sign, Tim? It could have been anything, Brent. Probably did a book. Did you? Probably a book. The, the book. price paid. <laughs> available Still in all available? good bookstores. I saw it on the um, reduced sales, uh, clearance sales thing the other day. Oh, somewhere. you got a chuckle out of that. Yeah, I did. I think it was $2.50. And really? a free pie. Yeah. Fantastic. You, hey. should, you should have bought a few <laughs> and sold them on. I, should, I could have done. Was, um, what store was it? I don't know. I made it up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was your book for sale? Who'd or? want to read my book, Tim? I've never captained Australia. Have you, re- have you written Hi, guys. Are you an author? Hi, guys. Are you an author? No, I'm not, Tim. <laughs> Neither are you. Didn't. Who, who ghost wrote yours? 
You can't read, Jace, see? Mate, come on. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, Hamish, in that scenario that we just spoke about, would you barrack for the Gold Coast Suns? Hi, guys. Great win by the Jack Jumpers last night. Basketball in Tasmania is going from strength to strength. It is. Kids playing ball everywhere. We need more courts in playgrounds and parklands. Also, do you guys know of anyone in Tasmania that supplies and installs backyard courts? That's from Fake Kicker. Fake Kicker? Mm. Not Kicker Collins. No, the fake one. I'm so confused about who Kicker is. Well, just leave that with me, Brent, because I might have something for you to install basketball courts in your backyard. In my backyard? Yep. Well, not yours yet, but I'm going to get one done. Because as I touched on, my pre-season for our one-on-one started. And part of it is I'm getting a half-court basketball court, proper ring, in my backyard. Is that right? Yep. Well, I am very interested to have that conversation. Hammer's whining. Hammer's getting really annoyed over there in the corner. We've cornerstone. Way too long. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Up next... Tim Payne's going to sing John Aloisi his own song, and I can't wait for it. Promise to do that? I'll sing it. To well, him? you've already got me to singing. Him. As long as I can post you singing. Oh. <laughs> 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 We're off to a break. The superstar himself, John Aloisi, joins us after this on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Texts keep rolling in on the Harcourt's open line. This is a good one, Tim. Surely the great Ricky Thomas Ponting needs a run in the tips to see. He's not called punter for nothing. That's a great call. Isn't it? Have we not thought of that That's before? a great call. We should get him on for at least one week. All right. I'll Do you reckon you want the two tickets to I'll the... I'll leave um, it with you. How about Cup too? I reckon he would. Anyway, it's time to talk round ball because uh, a big game's happening at North Hobart Oval tomorrow. Western United is back in town for the second week in a row to take on Sydney FC this time. And the man that will be leading the team as coach is the great John Aloisi, who joins us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Nice to talk to you, coach. Morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk to you, mate. How was last weekend, first of all? Not the result you're after, but uh, anything you could take out of the game against Western Sydney and you can take in tomorrow at the same venue? Yeah, look, the, the the result wasn't what we wanted, but the performance was good. We had a lot of chances, clear chances, and we're just trying to work on taking them. We've, we've been doing that all season. We haven't been able to, you know, put away the, the opportunities that we've been getting. But, um, you know, North Hobart was great. The, the pitch was in great condition. It was windy last week, but I think that it's going to be uh, oh. pretty good tomorrow. Uh, and it's going to be 27, which is a scorcher down in Hobart. Yeah, well, mate, put your sunscreen on, the thin ozone layer down here. Uh, but it's been a tough year for you guys with only a couple of wins and leaving you, unfortunately, at the bottom of the ladder. What are you hoping to get out of the remainder of the season? Yeah, it's been a transitional year. We knew this would happen. We uh, we uh, let go of a lot of players at the end of last season because we had an ageing squad, so... Now we've got a really young squad and, uh, you know, it, it will be, uh, you know, good preparation for their career, you know, to go through such a, a tough season in terms of results. The, the performances, like I mentioned, have been really good, but the results haven't been there and, you know, and they have to work their way through it, the younger players. And I think last week we had about four 18-year-olds and two 21-year-olds on the pitch at the end of the game. So, you know, it's a good learning experience for them. Um, you know, we're still not throwing away the season. It's pretty tight, even though we're a little bit behind. But, you know, you get a few wins in a row and it can change pretty quickly. There's 14 games left. We're hoping to get the result we won against Sydney and uh, and then take it from there. The team's been coming down to Tassie since 2021. John, how have the crowds been and how have you found coming to Tasmania to play games here? 
It's been great for us, and uh, and also you know I'm, I love the game, uh, and and I know that that we have a duty to to help grow the game, and uh, and going down to Tassie is one of those things that you know we're really passionate about because we know there's a lot of football lovers down there. Uh, we've been going to Launceston mainly in the last season, the first time went to Hobart, and and now this season, and you know. We're surprised at how many people and kids love and, and play the game. So we've got a double header tomorrow with the, the girls before us and then us. And um, it's been enjoyable going to see, you know, uh, and, and meet people down in Tassie that love the game. Well, I'm hoping in the future they'll be able to get an A-League card up and going. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the goal. Now, you touched on there your partnership with the state. A lot of that's about the junior clinics you've been holding throughout Tasmania. And there's a lot of people that love the round ball game down here, but in terms of talent, is there much emerging talent around the state that you've been able to see? Well, it's hard to see because I'm not going to the, the clinics and that, but I'm sure there is. And I know that Nathaniel Atkinson, uh, current Socceroos uh, yep. from Tassie, and uh, and that's what we want. We want to see that. We want to see players coming through because sometimes they can feel a little bit, you know, isolated um, because there's no A League side down there. Um, but we don't want that to be the case. We want them to to believe that they can go on to not only play A-League, but also go represent our, our country. And if not, just enjoy the game and love the game. So that's a big part of why we're down in Tassie. John Aloisi is our guest, the Western United coach here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. John, I caught up with you at the airport last week and asked you about Tasmania's A-League push. You're a fan. Hope, to happen, hope it happens one day. Yeah, I'd love it for it to happen. Um, I think it should I uh, look the more more sides in the A League the better it is because at the moment we don't have enough we we want to get to at least 16 teams and um, and then at least play 30 games uh, and then final series so the because in Europe they're playing over 50 60 games a season so we need to get to at least the level that our, our players are playing you know a lot of football and and also you know we want a national competition and you know Tasmania is part of our our country and and I know it's a, it's a big footballing uh, state and that they love the game so I would love for there to be an A League side down in Tassie. Well, we need a, a rectangular stadium first. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I'm interested in your point of view as a soccer coach and a former player. When you come to places, you touched on North Hobart surface being fantastic, but is it frustrating that you have to play on um, on those types of ovals instead of dedicated rectangular stadiums around the country? Yeah, it's frustrating. We've been doing it at West United for a few years now, and and we, you know, we haven't moved into our facility yet, and and that's uh, been a, a, you know, it's it's been a setback for us because at the beginning of the season we thought we'll go into our own facility, training facility that's going to be five thousand seated, and it's a rectangular stadium. Um, we've been playing games in Ballarat on an Aussie Rules uh, oval, you know, more Hobart we know is not rectangular. You know, it's it's an issue in Australia that we you know we need to try and rectify. Hopefully, the government uh, can help out a little bit with that because, you know, there, there's uh, the game is there, people love it, and we need the you know the the infrastructure to be put in place as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even from a spectator's perspective, Brent, like to be watching soccer when you're so far away at, at the oval kind of setup, it's just not it's not ideal if we're trying to grow the game and, and grow the league. Absolutely. Now, John Aloisi, before we let you go, Tim Payne has got a special song he'd like to sing to no, you. No, I'm not going to yes, do it to him. No, because he'd get the Johnny Aloisi every do day. It, what Tim. I will tell you is, no, it's one of the great moment, sporting moments in Australia, and I can still remember exactly where I, where I was and who I was with. And I'll tell you, Brent and John, I was at the Australian Cricket Academy in 2006, and we got up in the middle of the night to watch the game. Well, hang on, I was in Sydney. What are you doing? No, the, the World Cup goal. <laughs> I was in Sydney, Tim. 
Yeah, he, he must have so right, the wrong game, I think, Tim. We got up in yeah. the middle of the night to watch yeah. the World Cup, and John kicked that goal, and I still remember I was standing on the balcony of the Cricket Academy with George Bailey, Adam Voges, and Doug Bollinger singing, Aloisi, Johnny, Aloisi. <laughs> so, mate, that was a great moment. Uh, and, Brent, that was 2006, mate. So, so I, was, I, was, I was talking about his sorry. World Cup goal. I, okay. All I of apologize. us at the Cricket Academy got up in the middle of the night to, to watch that game. And um, I think Johnny put the result beyond doubt. And we were all dancing yeah. around like clowns on the on the balcony at the Cricket Academy. And woke all, <laughs> everyone up, I think, around – it was in Brisbane. So, that no, was, that was a great moment. Very uh, good. Thanks. No, you know what? I, uh, people ask me, do you get sick of, uh, you know, people stopping here and talking about, you know, World Cup or – you know, the, the actual goal that they scored against Uruguay. But I'm just fortunate and lucky that I've been part of something and, and for so many people to have enjoyed that moment. So when I hear stories like that, it makes me feel pretty proud that I was part of a great team. And it was awesome. Absolutely. Well, all the best tomorrow, John, with your West United side against Sydney FC at North Hobart Oval. Hope you get the W and thanks so much for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Thanks again. Thanks for having me on, boys. John Aloisi, superstar soccer, of course, now coach of West United here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We're off to our final break. Coming back to wrap up the show next. It is SEN Tassie Breakfast Friday morning. Big day ahead for Tasmanian politics, Tim. And I've just noticed that the Premier has put out a tweet in the last, or well, not too long ago, but it reads, I will never allow the government or Tasmanians to be held to ransom. The truth is it has become clear that independent MPs John Tucker and Lara Alexander are no longer honouring the agreement they signed last year. This cannot go on. We're off to an election, I would Boom. Want, which will be enormous. Uh, big show. Are you here Monday or not? No, I am not at right. this stage. That's... When will we know for sure? We've got a show to plan. Well, let's work on no. If you're listening to SEN Tassie, 16.29 a.m. The Captain's Run is coming up next on SEN Track, 16.11 a.m. Listen to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. What's on for your weekend, Tim? Jack Jumpers Sunday, sure. Jack Jumpers Sunday with David Flash Lithgow. Yes, of if course. He, I heard he uh, jumped the queue at my state. We'll get into that. Used maybe. his power and privilege to jump have the a, queue to the toilet, I believe. Have a great weekend, uh, everyone. We'll see you Monday. Johnny Aloisi. <laughs>